It is Thursday, the 26th of January 2017, and this is episode 301 of Digital Outbox. Hello, welcome to another episode. I'm Chris, and Ian's with me as per normal. Good evening, Chris. Good evening. It's the second one. This is not the special one anymore because it's not 300, so we're going to do pretty much exactly the same. In fact, this one's more special because we may even do something a little bit different. That I was building up a bit. <laughs> that, that, Let's start with the news. Anyway. That, that sounds like something <laughs> radical is coming, and it's not. Yeah, it's really not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> news then. Uh, we're going to start today with BT, which has now said that it is going to roll out its system where it can block nuisance calls before they even reach your phone. We saw Vodafone do this earlier in, no, later last year. Um, but now BT are able to do it as well. They reckon on average users get about four nuisance calls. Is, did, were they saying a day on average it was that was? Because that's an awful lot of nuisance calls per day. <laughs> Yes, I, we, so we, we certainly don't in our home number, but we have done, you know, what X directory where, um, you know, all the usual sensible things you can do to hide yourself. Um, yes. So we, we generally don't get many, you know, home. But my I mobile say, number is horrendous. Right, okay. So I would say last year I did get quite a few nuisance calls, especially it goes in patches. Yeah. You seem to flow through some lists somewhere. Um, but I haven't had one now for probably five, six months. So, and I know I haven't subscribed to any service. I just wonder whether they're also doing some preventative, you know, stopping people getting these new numbers and getting allocated numbers and stuff like that. It depends. I mean, do you um, answer? So I, I know, I know a few people who will not answer their phone if it rings, if it's not a number they recognize, it's just not answering it. Well, I don't have, I don't, on my home landline, I don't have the number recognition. Ah, okay. It's just, so I know, I know some people that, because you'll know, you know when you're getting one of the services, because you, yeah, as soon as you answer it and you hear the kind of, you know, because it's connecting yes. you through it. Somebody, you're like, right, I'm just getting done now. I, I, to be honest, I, if, if there's no one there on the phone, it doesn't matter if it's official or not, I hang up straight away. Um, but that, that's, like I say, that just anecdotally, that hasn't happened to me now for a little while. So maybe something, you know, they've got other things as well as the, the service which you can actually sign up to, and which is to say you just will not receive that call. It will be blocked at the service end. Right, and that, so that's a good thing. And one of the things I've ever done, in, so iOS 9 brought in, a, and I, I think Android have had it for a few years now, you can install an app that will um, act as the, you know, it will tell you if this is a spam call. You know, so it's instead of just seeing the number, uh, yeah. it's saying, by the way, it's a known spammer. This is like, you know, this is, you know, PPI, you know, whatever. And you can get those in iOS. I've, I've, I should really actually go and install one. And then and then yeah. I can just be content that, that I can just say cheerio to spammers. You can be content on the fact that they'll find some other way to contact you. <laughs> He's the next. Oh, uh, it's probably emails because boy, do I get emails. Back to, back to emails. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Samsung have done their investigation as to why they had battery problems with their Note 7. They've come up with two unrelated but similar effects um, as to why it happened. There was a manufacturing defect, which meant that some the positive basically met with the negative at some point. If potentially it could get bent, bent by, by because of a manufacturing default, and the backup 
well, the, the, the second battery they released, which was rushed out, uh, apparently there was a solder which did a very similar thing. It was a mis mismanufacture. So that's what Samsung said. It, you know, I, I guess it's, it's just once these things happen, do you lose trust in a company? Um, I, you know, I have to say, I, would, I don't know at this stage why you wouldn't believe their analysis. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I tend to agree because all their other products are fine. You know, so it's not it's not like we've had loads of stories about, you know, uh, an S7 or an Edge or anything else, you know, or the previous Note lines having problems. So clearly there was something with the design of this one, you know, that has caused issues. But I found, and, and the, the, to be fair to them, um, they, they did a whole, you know, press release you know presentation there's an infographic which i've copied on which is a bit small on the show notes so but it was all down to a, a fine level of detail about here is what has caused it and it definitely looks and nobody's nobody is i think there's a there's probably people like me going yeah you know, it's it seems a bit are you sure it wasn't your design samsung rather than it's the batteries because it seems to be pointing to it's the batteries guys and not us i've almost tried to really emphasize it's the batteries which we didn't supply although it's our phone it's our fault but we didn't supply the batteries and but it's it's our fault but it's the batteries and they've, they've kept going back on that i don't but, the, but it's the batteries that caught fire it's, it's i i don't i don't i don't think i was as cynical as you are i, th I think um for me they there's the damage as far as money goes up front was massive but they stand to lose an awful lot more if if it turns out that they they're coming forward with faux information, I can't see that happening. No, no. So. And, and I, as I said, I am being a little bit snotty. They, I, yeah, I tend to trust them. You know, people people kind of, I think, I think pick too much at Samsung and say, you know, they copy too much. And some of their latest designs have been fantastic. You know, you know, out designing Apple. You know, it's it's like really really good design. Their product turnover is, you know, I say I'll say it notoriously high. As in, you know, yep. they they must cut corners somewhere. But the fact is that when you come to sort of battery manufacture, they go to the same kind of production lines that people like Apple do. So exactly. it's, you know, there's not much difference really. And it's not they are relying on an external company for those supply. They they may make things difficult, but they're saying this particular phone, the the shaping wasn't particularly tricky. There was nothing that they were pushing um on that hasn't been done before so no, and i think i think as well it just shows you that that we are all carrying around you know with a, just a, some yeah, small but... little design flaw you know one in a million <clears throat> if you think that you know effectively these these phones nowadays have much more power than laptops did you know even not that long ago they're running screens that are much more higher resolution than laptops yep. uh, used to be uh, and they run all day which laptops never used to do laptops used to last three three hours you know, um, now now they last all day. So the amount of power that is packed into a very very small well, space. Well, I had to chuckle. Is, is I was pretty, looking at a bit of, and it was a, a, a bit of software for a. a oh, it sounds really dull for a cutting machine at work. So it was from some. You know, it wasn't particularly exciting, but it was something new that we brought in, and, and but it was typical of maybe like a, you know, a manufacturing company that, that you'll you'll deal with. The specs was talking about a four hundred, you know, megahertz PC <laughs> and one gig of RAM, yeah. and I'm I'm chuckling. Because the, the chap that sent me said, do our PCs meet this? It was like, my iPhone meets this. <laughs> never mind never mind the PCs. But he, he's, he's not to know. But it just shows you how things, the rapid change that we've been through. Yeah, yeah. I've added into notes as well. There was a little surprise announcement after this one. Um, and everybody's been expecting, you know, Mobile World Congress, when it, when it hits in February, we'll get the new, um, that'll be the Galaxy S8. And um, 
Um, we're not. That is going to come out um, in April time. So a slight you, delay. You can be 100% uh, assured that there is some Steve Jobs for <laughs> level of anal attention to detail uh, on, on the S8 to make sure that there is absolutely nothing and that they have spent ages testing it. You can you can be absolutely sure about that. Um, and one other little surprise, because everybody assumed that's the end of the note, but they are going to bring out a note later this year. Okay. Because so I, I, I think lots of people will have faith in the Galaxy lines. You know, they're, I don't think they're going to have an issue at all. But I can see it being, you know, but the note was well loved by a lot of people. So maybe there is still a, maybe they think, you know, it might be a bumpy year, but then, you know, get it right this year, we're back on track. Yeah. And, and that's kind of, and we see that with things like car recalls and stuff, yeah. you know, cars have defects and it's about dealing with it properly and making sure it doesn't happen again in, <laughs> yeah, like not supplying a secondary battery that also explodes. So something like that. Um, but anyway, let's see how they get on. Uh, it's not as if they only rely on phones to bring in their money. They are one of the mostly widely diversified tech, tech firms, I, I think, going, uh, if not the. Um, okay, Apple have increased their prices uh, by 25% in the UK app store because of the Brexit vote, or that's what they're saying. So basically everything is on a parity with US dollars now. So when, where something was 99 cents, it's now going to be 99p in the app store. Uh, and obviously it, it follows all the way through to their main uh, product store as well. So things have gone up by 25% overnight, basically, which, and, you know, when things cost already two and a half thousand pounds, another 25% on top of that is, you know, pushes things to mega bucks. Yeah, uh, it makes it easy for us when we're, when we're coming to do picks in future because... Yeah, because, we know that it's parity. Yeah, yeah. so if you see something at nine nine ninety nine or, as you said, 99 cents, it's 99p or £9.99. Um, which, of course, I've, I've listened to other podcasts and, and, and although not willing about it, then translate it back into dollars and explain how much more that is. But there's VAT and all these other things that kind of aren't covered. So prices are prices. You know, it's eh, we voted for Brexit. Well done, everybody. Yeah, I, you know, yes, we're going to see more of this. Um, that's what happens when a currency falls in value. But let's hope for that it'll bounce back, and maybe they'll also respond to that bounce back. But I don't know why they would. <laughs> Once you set a price high, it's very rare that they would bump it back down twenty percent if suddenly everything recovered. Yeah, I, mean, I think there's um, been there's been tweaks in the past, so it'll be interesting because the 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 pound has been in a fairly consistent fall um so we'll we'll see where that gets us chelsea manning has been freed by uh presidential commute basically so uh, one of the last acts of president obama was to commute the sentence of chelsea manning this was the uh, whistleblower who released diplomatic and military documents to wikileaks so this is all the i think was load of emails and memos and all sorts of things came out and, and lots of details in those memos that that were of interest i would say um certainly embarrassed quite a few people but he was she was removed um sorry was uh let, let out effectively and given a, and is now free well will be so th this me um, so this was one of Obama's last. Okay. This was one of Obama's last things that he did before before being um, replaced, superseded. Yeah, uh, I was trying to think of the right word. It was like, mm. 
That's <laughs> not good. Yeah. Um, uh, He'd been trumped, uh, and so she'd been she'd been jailed for thirty five years, and she's got, you know there's been lots of suicide you know issues, and Obama's um, basically pardoned her, much to the much to the chagrin of of many Republicans and many people who said nope, she's a massive crime and should be should be um, held to account. So. Yeah. Interesting side story off of this oh, is Julia's <laughs> Julia Assange's um, statements previously that if if uh, Chelsea Manning was released, he would then hand himself over. So it, he seems to be backtracking a little on that statement. Uh, we don't know that that's going to happen. People are still saying yes, he will. He will now hand himself over, um, but it looks like he's he's not going to do that. So he's that either on a point of detail or I mean I don't kind of blame him because releasing yourself under President Obama is very different or, or handing yourself in under President Obama is very different from handing yourself in under Trump he's, when he's, Trump's happy with waterboarding and all yes, sorts of other but he's just a you know. hideous little man you know, so 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 <laughs> so this uh, you, you, you could just have you that might be the media all twisting that around not, on you it's not the stuff that he's been doing over the last six months to nine months I mean the fact the fact that that WikiLeaks is basically a mouthpiece for Russia, which which has definitely impacted on our election, and he's quite happy to to be that mouthpiece. And the fact that, that there's the so so whether whether he's whether he's you know, so so the reason he's in that embassy right now was all about this alleged Swedish rape, and the reason the reason that he he went to this embassy was if I go to Sweden, Sweden seemingly are very trigger happy at extraditions, you know, so like just. Yeah, off you go to America, you know, without, you know, seemingly it's a, a known. So that was his that was his play at the time. I'm not going there because I've just got extradited to America. And then he turns around and says, you know, Chelsea man, if she gets released, I'll go to America. But he's not under, he's not under trial in America. So he's still, he's still got these allegations to face, which he denies. But if he's not done it, what, and, he's, and his issue at the time was all about, I'm going to get extradited to America. And then he turns around and says, "Lisa, and I'll go to America." She gets released. It's a, yeah, it just, right. it's, it's just a liar. If you if you believe the face Peter of it, if you're, this is one of those things where you read. If you think that the only powers at play in getting a charge like that to suddenly appear, you know, at, at exactly the right time when someone has done these other things and the media want to, you know, got to, I get that, got him on but, a but I'm just joining the dots of. So if he's not done it. And he's saying that's why yeah, he's yeah, in this then, embassy because he's fearful of going to America. Then he makes a statement that I'll go to America if she's released. Then she's released and oh yeah, I'll still go, but there are some conditions here. He's <laughs> like I say, though, things are changed in America. He's there. Yeah, he's know. not. He's not. He's, there's no charge against him in America. He's charged against him in Sweden. Hmm. So the issue would be if he walks out of that embassy, he should be taken to Sweden and face his actual charges and see if he's. Whilst, I mean, he's been in there five years. See if he's an innocent man. It's a fairly long time to be sat in a room. So yeah. Yeah, it's effective for Come on. arrest. It's well, and that's the other yeah, bit that gets I me. I don't, I don't, I don't, other, I don't completely disagree no, with you at all. Sorry. The other bit that gets me is how many WikiLeaks always put over that he's basically under arrest. No, he's chosen to be there. He can walk <laughs> out. Well, he can as long as he wants to get arrested straight away. But, but well, walk out and clear your name. Uh, no, I don't completely disagree with you for sure. I, I to- totally get it, um, but I also don't trust that there's you know complete fair and level playing field either. no but i just uh, for someone who has embarrassed the you know and released a lot of very very important information that has caused a lot of policy change and at least brought to light policy that that has been happening that 
we've never found out about and is actually being proven to be illegal uh, and definitely immoral. And I agree, some of the WikiLeaks revelations were were important. But equally, they've now in the last sort of year, year and a half, been guilty of just dumping, you know, uh, unvetted records online, damaging people's, you know, so it could be me and your data is out there now, thanks to WikiLeaks, because they've just said, yeah, we'll share it all. So they're a very mm. different organisation, I think, than they were five, okay. six years ago when they started getting a name for themselves and they started putting this information out there. They have definitely changed. I haven't read enough and I haven't been seen enough yeah. media to anyway, know whether they've always done that or whether that's something that's Let's, that's let's make it clear to listeners that, that see this new change in direction we talked about right at the start of the show, it wasn't politics. <laughs> <laughs> Google Voice, yay! <laughs> Google Voice has launched a new modern look and feel group chat photos sharing and more. So you know what it's funny as soon as i saw this story in in the show notes that i'll go and have a look at google voice i don't think uh, i've got an account on google voice i've got money in it i've what? i've used it once back in about 2015 so maybe how did you get like money that. in it have you put did you put money in the time and then it was just never used it yeah yeah so i must have used it like once ah, okay as a skype alternative or something uh, i've got one call to my sister in it and that's it but also <laughs> my <laughs> that's weird uh, my um <laughs> Uh, my update, my my look and feel hasn't been updated. I don't know if it's scheduled, but it's certainly still in the old style. Mine. Ah, okay. Uh, and, and the article didn't make it clear whether it was just a, a US, you know. They they generally roll out in US first because I think Voice is big over it there. Was. I, it was. Because Voice allowed you to have your single phone as well, didn't it? That then hunted around for where yeah. you were. I was quite I was quite keen on it at the time, but I don't think they ever brought the full service no. properly and, over and to I the think UK. Or you had to sign away and yeah, do weird things. Yeah, and I think that was the big attraction. You know, that whole, I could have one number for life and multiple numbers in yep. the background all feeding one number. So that That's sounds it. quite So you could always have this one number that it would always hunt for you and you could always say where you were. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. And, and, um, and the, the, the slight interest in this, They've now got five different like, like messaging slash texting platforms, and it it seems. But what they are saying is that Hangouts and Voice are very similar in effect, and they're actually both doing the same thing. So if you yes, if you work with Hangout, effectively you are using a voice service just presented differently. And but they brought out. Got, um, um, what was the other one? View. Allo. Or? And Allo, so that's they've it, brought yeah. so they brought out Allo, which is messaging, and Duo, which was the FaceTime equivalent. But they have just died. And weirdly, I've, when I updated my latest uh, my phone to the latest version, I also got this thing, another thing called Messenger, but it's not Google Messenger. So I know there's a phone, you know, mucking me around, and there's in, but I'm I don't know if that's default. But yeah, so many messaging it, it services. Does, and I saw another article that, that said they're they're trying to make Allo was their attempt to be the consumer facing messaging product, mm. and they were moving Hangouts to be a more enterprise only messaging product. Right. But none of it seems clear and it, it feels very yeah. like uh you know somebody with a I'm shotgun really... just going one of these will <laughs> yeah. hit really what we want is just one yeah thing uh, but the thing is they tried that with what was before hangouts google chat google something i don't know i can't remember but it was but it maybe it was because no no maybe i'm maybe it was hangouts but hangouts was originally even wider in scope where it had mms and all sorts of other uh, stuff integrated and it meant from like most users a bit like the uh, ios messaging people found they were missing things because it thought they were logged into their laptop or whatever or their phone and they it kind of just rooted things to the wrong place so anyway 
I was trying to see you... if I could find out what it was. Yeah. It was Google Google, Google Talk. I can, no, I think it was. I think it probably was Hangouts, and they just refined Hangouts yeah, to just back not and, be I'm the best. An article from 2001, and there was Google Talk. I tell you what. I tell you what it was. It was because Android, as an operating system, made Hangouts its default messenger application. It took away normal MMS. Wow, this um, article brings back my past. So it's talking about Adium, which I used to use in the Mac to talk to all the other clients because. You know, AIM and MSM and Jabber and Yahoo were mm. all, and Mobile Me were all different things. So we're all on those. I remember the days when you you had a one messenger app, didn't trillion? you? Trillion. Hooked into all those other services. Did you ever use Trillion? I used Trillion I for a time. I can't remember what it was. I do remember that you could MMS, so you could uh, Microsoft Message, you could Yahoo Chat, and you could do a number of other things all just in that one place at Scott. And I remember with, um, I remember with, it was like the Tokyo train sounds I used to use. Oh, the Tokyo Tracer. Loved it. Anyway, so just to reassure the listeners that at the start of the show, when Chris said there'd be something different, it wasn't a history part of the tech. <laughs> so, you know, we're not going to go back 15 years ago and, and talk about, you know, I don't know. Uh, all those beautiful days from the past. What was 15 years ago, Napster? God knows. Nothing existed 15 years ago. Yeah, Google is making its Chromebooks more useful for schools. Uh, so they they sort of hit onto something with uh, Chromebooks in schools because uh, they hit about the right price point. They're about the right durability and length of time. And now they're adding additional uh, abilities so teachers can control the apps and things in a more structured way. Um, seems like they're, they're onto a good thing and it seems like that this, this is, you know, a winner for them. Yep. Um, they showed a couple of new kind of um, hardware bits. I always get quite excited when they're hardware, and they were talking about how they can now do like pen support. It's almost like almost like cheap versions of uh, of like Surface, you know, or yep. the Surface Pro from from Microsoft. So, um, and there's none that there's no hassle of installing software or anything like that. It's just you know it's just a it's a browser, and and the, as we've said before, there's loads you can do in a browser nowadays, and giving the teacher the control over the sort of additional apps that, that's available, which just gives you a really controlled ecosystem where you can be really focused. And also, uh, you said, maybe you didn't, USB-C charging. So again, so that yeah, new no, standard, that, yeah. you know, that's so that, you know, getting onto the, actually you can yeah. go and probably buy one, you know, dongle. And yeah, it should be good and, for a, yeah. good, good for a few years now. Absolutely. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Oh, and just, uh, just, and yeah. just to point out, Napster, um, 1999 and the stable release was 2002. 15 years ago there you go Napster uh, there's going to be people potentially listening who don't even know what Napster was exactly there, there's there's probably not though uh, Google acquires uh, Fabric so Fabric was a developer platform that Twitter had put together for is it cross was it cross platform development or was it just a nice SDK I can't remember um, but basically it allowed you to quickly build applications and Twitter in its sort of aim to become more streamlined and get rid of things that aren't core to its business um, is getting rid of several things. And Google has bought this uh, fabric project and all the developers that go with it. Yeah, so there was another bit of it called like, 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 um, Digits, which was all was all part of that fabric platform. And again, it's like you say, it looks like Twitter slumming down and getting ready for a sale. And I know they were, they were touting themselves around last year. And there was sort of chat. Twitter of, want to sell, but they because they're not making any money, they can't really sell. But there was a whole other chat about which different service would pick them up, yes. and I, I, and it feels like I, I, I'm convinced a media firm is going to buy them because they're all very focused on news and media, and they're getting rid of everything else that the tech firms would own, like 
these developer yeah. platforms yeah. it feels day, like day to day the place you see tweets being used massively is on the news yeah. and on news sites so it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me like a verizon buying them you know or some some of the one of the big cable companies in america you know that that feels like where this is going to end up i think and i think news organizations would miss it so it's in their best interest kind of thing to keep that going they've had more use out of it than anyone else really mm. yeah trump trump's it's the only way they get something out of trump because if you got a news conference with him he just <laughs> I mean, uh, media and journalists are no different from anyone else. They, they're after a quick story. If they can make a, you know, a, you know, a quick read story just off the back of one tweet, it's an easy oh, yeah. thing for if them you, to go and do. They don't have to investigate anything. They look, just have to go and you, copy a tweet. If you look at the, um, if you look at any red tops in America, in, in Britain now, I would say what would be a, I don't know, a tenth to a fifth, depending on what the kind of day has been, is based on a tweet. You know, yeah. such and such said, and then you find out later on it was actually it was a tweet. And that's getting classed yeah. as you know that's the journalism there. It's now classed as said, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anywho, so yes, the so Twitter's also said go goodbye to the moments tab. So it's not it only it's only just come yeah. along, but it, they've now they've changed it and they kind of call, they've called it Explore instead. Now part of the new Explore tab is will still have moments in it. So it's almost like they're trying to give a tab that gives access to these additional ways of d- content discovery. But yeah, they're they're sort of jigging they're jigging everything all the time at the moment. I kind of see why. You know? um, but there you go. So Moments is is no longer a top level tab. It's like a sub level underneath the new Explore tab. And you can still yeah. So as you see, you can still get to Moments and and in the article and I think there's been a couple other bits I read tonight it seems to be that this is where remember they did their live streaming experiment with sports I think they did an NFL game and then there was a couple other mm. things that were live streaming and I think they've got um, is, that, is it one of the is it Thursday night football or one of the one of the nights that they bought like 12 football games this year and, it, and it's been very successful you know if you download the Twitter app on, on your Apple TV you can you know watch American football from Twitter mm-hmm. which seemed a bit odd and again this this gives it a place where that video effort can suddenly appear. You know, it's it's almost like a prime time spot where it was always kind of a bit. How do I how do I view this? You know, where do I go and find that on a Twitter client? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it, it's just, where I don't go to Twitter to watch that, and you would have thought it'd be bigger in your face. But yeah, I I still get shocked by the the low numbers that they they have using. So they they reckon they got well. This article reckons they got three seventeen million three hundred seventeen million users each month, and really globally that's that's tiny compared to the to the big boys of the the world. Um, so but it still they, feels they, their content punches above their wait yeah. it feels like part of the fabric like everything else everyone knows what a twitter twitter is and what a tweet is yet only 317 million people they've got actively using it in a month i, I still think it's hard for a lot of people that that you know you'd still i don't use it anymore yeah well, so and i think what i mean is like so so if you are a normal and you install twitter um most of the time you probably don't want to talk to anybody um, you might want nope. to use it to follow certain things. So I know people yep. that just use it as purely I, it's, I receive interesting news through it. But e- even then, it's, it's not entirely obvious to some. It's like what, how, what is this still? You know, what do I, what do I need yeah. to do? And then I, I think the the downside is the the trolling and the hate on the platform. It's just the it is the number one platform for that kind of stuff, and I've not done enough to to sort it. I still uh, if I've got. If I have a, a a gripe or moan or complaint or whatever, or I want something actioned, um, I don't email people anymore. I go and check whether they got an email, a Twitter account because you from companies you get an immediate response on Twitter because it's very public. 
Absolutely, it's, and, and you can, and, and and also you know when somebody's really wanting to rant because you put a little full stop at the start. So instead of just saying at Vodafone, please help, it's a little dot, a little dot, yeah. and uh, that's, 3, that's changed followers. now. That's changed. I don't think you need to do that. No, anymore. but, I think but it that was always go. a sign. It was like listen, to three thousand followers. Look at the problems I'm having with yeah. Vodafone. Look, Vodafone. I've told everybody. <laughs> but because it's such, because it's a, a relatively lowly used platform. And Twitter will be a subset of anyone's uh, support. They have got a person there looking at Twitter, and the chances are you're going to get it dealt with quicker. I I, mm. um, I, I changed audience seats on it far quicker than I saw. I'd read seats, I can't remember which film it was, wanted to change them, um, emailed them, and it was crickets, phoned them, and I was on the phone for 40 minutes, and I yep. still couldn't get through. And I was like, I wonder, and there's a, a, it was, a, it was like an Odeon, Odeon help or Odeon support like Twitter account. And I was just searching for Odeon and I found it. And I tweeted them yep. two minutes later. Um, DM, yep. DM your details and I'll sort it. Yep. DM. I was still on the phone at the time thinking that they won't beat and the that's, phone. And that's exactly that's And they exactly came back and said, that's it fixed. Right. And I actually did a con- congratulations. This was far easier. And I'm glad I now know this exists. And, you know, I will not sit 50, 60 minutes on a phone ever again. <laughs> Hugo Barra has joined um, Facebook to lead the VR efforts, including Oculus. So this was announced by, um, what's he called? Zuckerberg, that bloke. So, you know, he's a, he's a nobody. He'll never make it in the world. <laughs> Um, so yes, being announced that this guy is going to take over. This is a former CEO or uh, vice president at, uh, for Android at Google, um, and has been doing various other things. But now is taken into the VR world, which he and Zuckerberg both agree is going to be the next massive thing. Well, augmented and VR are going to be uh, the big things in tech. Yeah, big signing, and I think it shows that there's. Um, so we 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 talked that, that VR got a lot of press last year. You obviously are, are very much engaged in, in the Oculus platform, yep. and and I think we think it's a big thing. But but it's probably still not selling. Maybe what some of these guys hoped it would. Um, maybe. Not. And I think I think this just shows you know it's a big signing and it's a big play, and Facebook still believe that there is definitely something here. I think also having a different name at the top detracts away from the guy that you know put the money the the owner effectively the originator yes takes takes some of the attention yeah away so he's um, he, he was found to be maybe not of the best character <laughs> <laughs> sky is gonna offer its full tv service or theoretically gonna offer its full tv service over the internet for the first time so you don't need a dish to get sky so sky has been facing falling profits increased customer churn um, people moving across the rival platforms. Uh, basically, they're seeing their profits down um, 65 million year on year. So it's a fair chunk of cash being disappearing out. And they reckon one of the ways to solve this will be to offer their service via the internet. We d- details of this aren't really clear. It could be their entire service, so it could be up to all their you know channels. And they re- they could even sell into Europe. Uh, like I say, without the need for a, a skybox um, or a, you know a, a dish, so an interesting angle. They're saying some of the losses are <coughs> kind of taken up by the fact that the Premiership football, you know, licenses have gone up so much. So even though they've gone down sixty-five million per year, the the increase of like three hundred fourteen million on the the price of the rights to Premier League is is hiding what is generally a quite a good performance. But what I'd like to know is how much 
how much of the bill that I pay to Sky is just so they can play football when I have no interest in it and I don't, you know, I don't ever watch it. I'm just, in, I'm always interested. That's why I stopped playing, uh, paying for BT Sport uh, because they yeah. increased their subscriptions in line with the increase in the price of Premiership, even though I am not interested in the slightest in those games. So it's like, mm, you know, it's no, it's bonkers. It is bonkers, it is bonkers. and I, I, I don't know. I mean, you pay for Sky, I pay for Sky a lot of the time. I just look at the amount of money handing over and you're like, Ugh. I think this is a smart play in that there's lots of people either either can't put a dish up or don't. They're they're still fugly. You know, at the end of the day, yeah. they're yeah. they're not great. And if you look at the Sky Q service, it was somebody has to come out and fiddle around with a dish. It's like in this day and age, when we're actually getting really good broadband speeds. Do do you really need that dish? So the article does say, you know, you can get TV with you know if your if your internet goes down, then you're you're going to be struggling to get TV. But hey ho. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of my content I consume via Sky at the moment is via their, you know, downloading service. So, um, in fact, more and more of my consumption in general is that. And I haven't, I realised the other day, I hadn't really turned on Sky TV for probably getting on for a month. Um, wow. Because I've been watching things like Netflix and Amazon yep. and stuff like that. So, so it's like, wow, I'm paying a lot of money for something it, that I'm really not getting. And what, what will be interesting is there's a little nod to the article that they're, they're seeing churn a lot higher than they have in the past. And they're, they're blaming that in competition, you know, BT, Virgin. But I think a lot of it is people leaving and saying, actually, I can just, I can just, you know, Netflix and the main broadcast channels All that are good enough. Shite that you used to, well, that I'm used to saying, <laughs> you know, I got 215 channels. How many do I watch? Seven max. Yeah. And and when they they apparently having arguments with the Discovery kind of channels and Eurosport. Um, which could see them disappear off the platform in February. Now, I don't know as a user seen as those kind of channels are the ones that I do end up watching. If they disappear from the platform, then then it's got very little interest. And I don't know where you stand as far as, you know, when I signed my 12-month deal, um, it was on the understanding that these channels are available. And if they're not, I'm not interested kind of thing. No, absolutely. And I get, because you jumped to Sky Q, what, middle of last year? Was it? I don't even remember when it was, but all I know is that if suddenly Eurosport and come, you know things like that disappear, that I have no need for it. No, <laughs> I, I, no. And, and so one of the little nuggets was they're, they're launching a, a, a loyalty program to reward and recognise members. Because one of the things that does stick in my throat is that, you know, I'll threaten to leave. And if I threaten to leave, I'll, I'll, I'll eventually get a massive discount. And the constant drive for discounts to only be offered to new customers. Yeah. yeah. So it's not, yeah, where is, this is, I did read that and I thought, yeah, this is a good angle. Let's, let's reward people for loyalty. Maybe you'll get some loyalty then. Yes. No, if I people think, totally agree. I'm going to, if, if people think if I leave, when I come back, it's going to be another 30 quid per month extra, then they're not going to come back. Yes. Yes. No, I know. I, I just I just think there should be something there that, you know, even if it's some token, you know, small, you know, I've been there, you know, five years, so you get 10% off. You know, something there that says... It's not a stupid badge system. Yay, gold medal. You know what I mean? Just something that says, yeah, you know, definitely. not that if I leave and six months later, you'll give me a third of the price. And it's like a two fingers to everybody else paying full price. Yeah. So... It seems like our new <laughs> new format is just to waffle more. <laughs> but let's <laughs> but let's let's waffle even more. So So hold on. Was just No, hold on. 
that's the end of the news. Because every week we say, let's let's talk about the news and then we don't talk about anything else. This was your glory moment. This was the bit that I was totally building up to. I thought news. you would launch in with that. And that's the end of the news. Now we're moving on to... We've got a jingle. We haven't got a jingle. Talking point. There you go. There's our jingle. Oh, dear. Um... This was because I I just noticed a story, uh, not even a story. It was a... Um, <laughs> You're really indi- selling this. <laughs> I am. It was an Indiegogo that, that came through and it was very popular, uh, or it is a popular Indiegogo. So a kind of Kickstarter-like uh, service if you don't know what Indiegogo is. Um, and this effectively is a Kickstarter, or I shouldn't call it a Kickstarter. It's like calling things Hoovers, isn't it? Um, it's a project whereby someone has created a hunk of metal that you attach to the side of your MacBook Pro to give you back the ports that MacBook Pros have <laughs> had removed. So it gives you an SD drive, an HDMI port, USB-C ports, um, and various other bits and bobs. And it was... It's just that I mean, they've lit, they've raised two million dollars on this project in pre-sale, so it's clearly a popular thing. Uh, they're they're saying that when it goes to retail, they're going to be co- charging something like a hundred dollars. Um, and it was just the thought that design moves us. You know, there's some things I love about design, but sometimes if design is is not worked around actual functionality. Uh, we we as consumers start missing out on what we really really want and apple's drive to get rid of every single port um, and every single input and every single output has been something we've seen building up over the years and i i can't believe that that's driven by consumer demand for something that's another millimeter thicker i think this is uh self-aggrandizing uh design above functionality and i'm taking exception to it because the fact that something has raised two million dollars which is an ugly hunk of metal on the side which could be achieved by the manufacturer including the ports on the side of the laptop which i don't think anyone particularly was thinking oh my god what does this laptop not need it doesn't need all these ports down the side because they're always useful so that was my rant almost and i you almost we we sort of had a chat around this and it seemed like you were more for the kind of design over functionality type. No, well, no, probably not. Because I, I, I think as we were talking, I was kind of, you know, thoughts going through the head. The, the bit that frustrates me the most is I can understand why they've moved to the kind of new port. I can understand that they've got like the four ports on here. I can understand why they've scrapped some of the older ports. But then it's like the SD card's getting taken away. It just feels... Uh, just... But it's not just that it's been taken away. It's been taken away, but then given back to you as this really ugly dongle that you no, attach and, into and, the and side of your that's a bit of So the, mm. the, the, I mean, Apple, how much money are they making from dongles and cables? You know, not just the actual product themselves. It's just, so it's bad enough that you're having to spend two grand on a brand new laptop, but you're then having to go and potentially, like, you know, if, if the type of person that, unless you're going to replace all your USB gear, unless you're going to replace... You know, like SD cards and stuff or something else. Unless you've already got an SD card reader, which you probably won't have for that particular slot, because it's a brand new slot. You're looking at probably another hundred to two hundred dollars or pounds in in cables. I don't like that. I've also seen photos from so the likes of like Casey Neistat, who you know, famous YouTuber, gets a new MacBook Pro, and he's constantly got you know five things on cables. All it's all dongles. It's like this is fugly. 
you should just have a laptop. So I, if I look at my laptop through in, in, in the bedroom right now, it's just it's just a couple of ports, a couple of USB yeah. ports, got my SD card, and see if I want to put my SD, just put the SD card in. Not, not yeah, too so fast about mine's speed. Mine's got an HDMI port. It's, it's got, enough. you know, the, yeah, it's, I, I, that's what I mean. I don't get it. And, and to say that, oh, but it means that your laptop can be truly portable when you're going around anywhere. Well, uh, it, if I ever take my laptop ever, I have to take all those dongles with me because yeah. I might need to plug into a network. I might need to access an SD card. I might need to do this and other. So I'd say for the, for the benefit of, like I say, this drive for ever smaller, ever slimmer, ever more, like, you know, crystalline design i think sometimes you have to take a step back and say this is still an object that needs to perform a function and and are we ever going to get to the point where we don't need an sd card slot maybe but i don't think we're there yet maybe again a bit like the headphone sockets they're trying to drive to that point and move people that way quicker you know but I, and, and that's a bit i mean it was a bit conflicted i kind of get that somebody has to do the push or else would still be using you know usb one ports you know would still be using some horrible old 30 pin apple connector Something has to give at some point and it moves on. That this, I don't know why, but the MacBook Pro this time felt a year too early. It felt, and, and I know some people say the same about the iPhone and the lack of the headphone. No socket. HDMI port, no HDMI output on it. So you can't just hook up to a projector. I guess again, they'll be saying we well, should be doing that via screen share or, you know, what, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but, but all I know is that clearly if something's generating this much interest on a, uh, sort of a funding platform um, and is an ugly hunk of metal oh, that hangs it, off the side it shows of your laptop. A problem. And it shows a problem. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There was our talking point. <laughs> I think I'm going to rename it to Cheesy Rants. I quite like that. Yeah, quite like it. Um, and you've also, just to keep with the spirit of keeping things um, like we should be, uh, you've got a pick for I us. have a pick and it's not two player chess <laughs> <laughs> no but, but it's an RSS shooter so how <laughs> oh, <laughs> very 2013 <laughs> um, I still use RSS um, I know lots of people have moved on to just seeing people tweeting and you know when there's a, a, an update to a, a blog post or an article they'll read, you know, see the tweet and go and read it but for me, there's there's lots of blogs that I read that don't work that way that you can't follow on Twitter. Um, so so I still find an RSS reader essential. I know there's lots of oh you're wasting your time and stuff. There's a lot of blogs I read that you know I can quickly skim and I know straight away whether it's of interest or not. You know so it's... I I just remember how much I used to use RSS feed readers yep. and now it's not a thing anymore. So I don't use it. But then I don't consume. I, equally, I miss out on all that news that I was consuming. Yeah, yeah, and some people miss it. I, I still am a bit of a news and tech news, you know, and, and even you know local news, photography news, other things are still still a bit of a junkie. So this is an app called Fidey Feeds. It's an iOS only. Um, it's um, it's nine pounds ninety nine. So would have been seven pounds fifty, but it's now nine pounds. Well, I, I bought it for seven pound fifty. So. Yeah. I bought it for so stuff you yeah well I, 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 and you don't and, and also you don't need to buy the premium version uh, which is the nine nine free version free version and it's got in app purchases Absolutely. and you can upgrade it to the premium version if you like it um, but the, this it's a, a really nice app it works really quickly in iOS um and another the other good thing it works well so I I there's, there's two news services I use I've been using Newsblur for re, for years but I've recently been trying um Eno Reader so I N O um, Reader. And again, really, it's a really nice web app. They have their own apps as well, but Fiery Feeds is, is 
it's it's a pretty looking thing. It's it, it's very well yeah, nice, simple design. It's a speed. exactly what you want. So it just yeah. means you know if I'm um, sitting in the office on time or if I'm you know like next week I'm doing a bit of flying and stuff, so I can cash it all down, scroll through it the plane. It's all nice and easy to read. You know, save it to pocket for later, and it all kind of syncs up and does what it needs to do. So yeah, really, really nice. So if you are one of the three people listening to this podcast that, that thinks RSS <laughs> is still a thing, um, Fiery Feeds is well worth a look. There you go. Thank you very much. All right, then. So not only did I get to say that's the end of the news, even though I would have skipped that had you not said it, I can now say that's the end of our specials. And now we're going into goodbye. <laughs> so if you want to find out more about us, you can do digitaloutbox.com. And you can talk to us, info at digitaloutbox.com, if you want to f- use some email, Twitter. If, you, if, if you're one of the 399 million, you can get in chat through us at Digital Outbox on Twitter. Um, my Twitter account is cheesy UK. Although, as I've said many a time, I don't really use it. I'd still get a notification though. So, if you want to notify, you know, ping me a message. I, I'll still get that notification. Uh, and if you want to find out about my racing, uh, academyracer.co.uk, uh, that will be being updated shortly. It's not, still not done. Uh, Ian, where do we find you? Uh, I am on Twitter as Sweeper. And you do use Twitter. And I do use Twitter. Oh, Ian, thanks for the message. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I blog at iand.net. iand.net. And you've been adding stuff to that recently, I've seen. So you go, go for there for some insight into Ian's mind. Oh, dear. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we will talk to you again uh, next week, I expect. Speak to you then. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Cheesy rants. <laughs> Here he goes, cheesy rants. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Wind him up, set him off. Why did you use a Jamaican accent for that? I wasn't Jamaican. Was it not? Was I, I don't know what that was. Okay. <laughs>